Hello and welcome to the She Reads Truth Podcast. She Reads Truth creates beautiful, accessible Bible reading plans and resources to help you get into God's Word every day. Each week here on the podcast, we talk about what we're going to read together as a community this week. I'm your host, Rachel Myers. And I'm your other host, Amanda Bible-Williams. And the answer to that question, what are we reading this week, is that we are beginning a new series called Give Thanks. It's a study of biblical gratitude. It's a three-week series. This is week one. And before we get started, I want to remind you, yes, friends, Advent is very literally around the corner. We're talking like 20 days. Yes. December 3rd is the first. She is close. December 3rd is the first day of Advent, and that is also when our Advent community reading plan, community experience starts. And And, she good. And it's so good. It's so so good. Special. And you are all invited, if you are within the sound of our voice, and even your friends who are not, invite them as well. Join us. Read with us. Here's what you need to know, though. Well, one, I do have a code for you to use, of course. But two, today, November 13th, is the last day to order your Advent materials, your Advent experience with standard shipping and be sure that it's going to get into your hand before the plan starts. And that's for United States orders. That's that feels right. important. That's it? right. Yes. So order today. If you order later in the week, which is also fine, you can still order as long as there's books there. You are welcome to order them, but you're probably going to want to choose the fast shipping option. That's right. So we just want to be sure you have all the information, including this podcast exclusive offer. Use the code ADVENTPODCAST5, the number five, ADVENTPODCAST5 for $5 off any products in the Advent collection. That's right. Also, don't forget, if you don't want to worry about shipping at all or don't want to pay for shipping, there is always the digital option. So you can get that Advent book delivered to your inbox right away and follow along in Notability or whatever cool app you use on your iPad, and you can draw all over it and have a good time. That's right. Draw all over it and have a good time. Draw all over it and have a good time. And on that note, (laughs) pun intended, we are going to get started on this week one of our Give Thanks series. I'm so excited about this series, and here's why. Those who have been with us for a long time, many moons, the long standing she's, will remember this plan from five years ago, from 2018. We also, as a community, did a plan called Give Thanks mm-hmm. um, in the Thanksgiving season. Mm-hmm. Five years ago, it was a plan that I was like, could we please do a plan, call it Give Thanks? And I want it to be like, That's right, Give I Thanks in these different yeah. seasons. Like, I really pitched this plan hard. Mm-hmm. We did as it. As you do. I, I love loved it. it. I think other people loved it. Loved it too. I did. Um, but I he, vividly remember. Oh, good. Yeah. I mean, I don't remember the pitch, but I remember the process of kind of coming up with yeah. the different seasons yes. in which we could give thanks. Which and it in felt, itself was like an experience. It was because it felt a little, it was not just like give thanks for all the good stuff. Right. It was like an actual kind of whole scripture. What does scripture say we should be grateful for? Exactly. And scripture does not, spoiler, (laughs) we'll get to this, but scripture does not say give thanks for the good stuff. That's not all it says. Yes, 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 yes. Exactly. Anyway, it's been five years. We've never gotten to podcast this series. And for anyone who is 
well, either relatively new within the last five years to She Reads Truth, mm-hmm. or folks like you and me and our friends who have been with us for five years or longer, I'm ready to revisit this I've one. I've been so ready. I am so excited. And what we did, I mean, it's the same title and really the same concept, but we've done a little rearranging. We've kind of updated some of the scriptures. But I do know that this is exactly what my heart needs right now. And I'm grateful that the Lord and His timing, it's just so, He's so kind and He is so good. And five years feels like too long to be revisiting a study of this nature. And here's the other thing I like about this study. Y'all know our basic approach to Bible reading plans and that kind of thing, especially topical plans. We kind of usually like to take a little minute, especially in a topical study, to first ask, like, well, what does Scripture say about this topic? And yeah. sometimes then there's another step, like, you know, well, what are the narratives involved? Those uh-huh. kinds of things. In the case of this study, we take week one, so that'd be this episode and this week's Bible reading, and we're just kind of looking at this overview of gratitude in Scripture, which I'm grateful for. These were the Scriptures that I needed to be reading this week. Same. <laughs> I, like, big it time. Was, when will we stop being surprised. When will we stop being that, surprised? Um, the Lord is so specifically kind yeah. to us that even as we are preparing for and then talking through these, you know, readings that the team put together a combination of a year ago and five years ago. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and then we just happen, air quotes, mm-hmm. to be having this conversation in the fall of 2023 and on a day when, like, I just need to hear it all. Yeah. I need to, yeah. and I need to remember what is Thanksgiving? Yeah. What is it? And then in a few weeks, when y'all listen to this episode, more than that, more than listening to the episode, when you read these scriptures, I really, I just have a lot of faith that these words are going to connect with you as mm-hmm. well. Anyway, yeah. I'll finish what I was saying to say that weeks two and three of this series are where we kind of shift gears mm-hmm. and look at like gratitude in specific seasons. Like where we look at, I'm like looking at the table of contents, like giving thanks in sorrow and in suffering. What does scripture mm-hmm. say about mm-hmm. that? Giving thanks in plenty and in want. What does scripture say? Giving thanks for God's discipline. Give thanks in waiting. Give thanks for God's mercy. Give thanks in work. Give thanks in joy. I'm really excited to get into weeks two and three, yeah. but right now I'm really happy to be here. In week one. Yeah, I am too. And so here is kind of an overview of what we find when we look at gratitude in the Bible as it is presented in Scripture. Because we think of, well, I say we, but I can think of like, okay, the ways that I, Amanda, tend to think about thanksgiving and gratitude, I think about, you know, saying thank you, (laughs) acknowledging good gifts. Mm -hmm. I think about, you know, noticing the things around me, again, that are good, beautiful, and true. But what I really needed to be reminded of that is kind of the overall focus of this this study of gratitude that we're going to do together is that gratitude is more than the words that we say. Mm. or the prayers that we pray, that gratitude is a posture. Yeah. It is it is an element of worship. You know, it's tied to worship, not just like worship as singing, but like it can look like that, but worship as who we are in relation to God, that God is God, we are not, that we worship Him as the one true God, and that He is unchanging. So, 
as our circumstances swirl about and any given day, as you know, this week has been a great example, any given day can be, it could be a great day. I mean, what do we ask our people at the end of the day? How was your day? Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. And so no matter the answer to that question, God is the same God. Yeah. And our reasons for thanking Him, Mm -hmm. the foundational reasons, Yeah have not changed, even if our circumstances have changed. Reminds me of a little book we wrote a long time ago, a lifetime ago. little yellow and gray book. Holding tight to permanent in a world that's passing away. Yeah. Our lives look different all the time, and God's faithfulness does not change. I like thinking about when we ask our friends or our people at the end of the day, how was your day? I want to shift that to be like, was God faithful today? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, because... I would like for someone to ask me that at the end of the day because talk about doing a double take. <laughs> Just like a recentering you know? of like, oh, oh wait, yeah. it's, oh, you're yeah. not, you don't, my circumstances matter. Yes. Um, but, deeply. But yeah. Of course they do. Um, but there is one like deeply true thing <laughs> that doesn't change with my circumstances. Yeah. Our beloved friend Jessica Lamb wrote the editor's letter for this study book. There's a phrase at the end of the letter that caught me. And she said at the end of the letter, I pray this study of biblical gratitude will bring you peace and confidence in God's care for you Mm. and point you toward Him in praise and thanksgiving. We have been given so much in Him. And that phrase, confidence in God's care for you, that is the root of our thanksgiving because especially when yeah. circumstances are swirling and we are being tossed about. Yeah. Let's be honest, there are days when that, even the way I just described that, feels like an understatement. But even then, we can be confident yeah. that God is taking care of us, not just in and through our circumstances, mm-hmm. but on the level at which only He can. I think I love this because the word is epic. Like It is such an mm. epic care because he cares so small and like for me today. Specifically, yeah. Specifically. And he cared for me 2,000 years ago when Mm. he sent his son and when he bled and died for me and rose again and like secured life for me eternally. Like that's the level of Christ's care for me that like really epically overarches. And so every one of my days falls under that umbrella. That's right. That's the beauty of Christ's care for us. I mean, I am switching gears just slightly into day yeah, let's like do day it. one reading. Y'all know that we read the book of Judges about four weeks ago, and then we took four weeks where we did bonus episodes, and we kind of like broke into small groups as a community and read different books together. Mm-hmm. But to me, Judges is still fresh. That's I, fair. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, so when I opened the Monday reading for this week and saw First Chronicles and saw this, like saw David appointing like Levitical ministers to worship and to like list the great things of God, it felt like talk about like a biblical literacy moment. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, when Israel's talking about the history of God's faithfulness mm-hmm. among them, mm-hmm. these were the Israelites of the book of Judges who were in that sin cycle where they had a judge and like then they would repent and then they would be rescued and then they would be oppressed again. Like 
And then it got so bad that they were in cycles that didn't even involve peace. It was you know, like it was tilt a whirl. It moment. was yeah. dark. Yes. I mean, the last episode that we recorded for the Book of Judges was probably one of the harder episodes that we've had to record. And also one of surprisingly, and not surprisingly, like maybe one of the most hopeful because of well, God's care for us. <laughs> but to come out of that. And then to read this chronicling of the people of Israel going, God was faithful when we were not. Yes. I just think it's so beautiful to have that context. Yeah. It's like in Lamentations 3, which we're going to read this week. And I was separately reading the whole chapter earlier this week. And it's how, you know, there's the part that we quote, which is the part that we'll read. (laughs) Because of the Lord's faithful love, we do not perish, for His mercies never end. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. There's no reason that we shouldn't quote that. That right, is right. that is an amazing truth of who God is and how God is, mm-hmm. right? However, the verses right before that, that's where probably Jeremiah mm-hmm. is saying, but this I call to mind, yeah. and therefore I have hope. So it's that remembering. Ooh, and yeah, so what you're yeah. describing with the Israelites is that Part of the posture mm-hmm. of thanksgiving is not just looking at what is immediately around us or how we're feeling or yeah. how we're being treated or what feels the most pressing at the moment. Those things are all very real and do not need to be dismissed at all. That is not what I'm saying. But what is also true is that we need to look beyond it to what God has done, yeah. to what we know He's doing even if we can't see it into what we know he will do. Mm-hmm. And that's the lamentations. Yes, that's so just one example. And then we're going to see it all through Scripture yeah. over these three weeks. We see yeah. it all through the Psalms. Because you want to talk about some emotional whiplash mm-hmm. in the Psalms. It can just be like verse after verse of everything is really bad, and I'm going to restate for 10 more, you know, 15 more verses exactly how everything is really it's bad. Really, but really, it's bad. Right? And then, but very often, then it turns to... But God hears who you are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so it really is a practice. Yeah. Gratitude is a practice, which means it's something that we have to just continue to do and to learn to do in the doing of it. And by practice, it implies imperfectly. Like there Unfortunately, is, Until yes. perfection <laughs> comes and the imperfect disappears. Yes, that is true. I love in that first passage, that first Chronicles 16, yeah. even down to verse 14. So much of it, I just have it like marked up everywhere. You read some of it? But verse 14, like even like these people who were in the dark cycle of the judges are now yep. saying, He is the Lord our God. His judgments govern the whole earth. Remember His covenant forever, mm-hmm. the promise He ordained for a thousand generations, the covenant He made with Abraham and swore to Isaac mm-hmm. and confirmed to Jacob as a decree and to Israel as a permanent covenant. I will give the land of Canaan to you as your inherited portion. They're remembering that even when they strayed, he remained. That's right. Right? That's right. And prior to those verses, so if the title of our day on Monday today is, What Does It Mean to Give Thanks? And this chapter in First Chronicles gives us some answers to that question. So like starting, if you look at the action, like the verb phrases in this passage, you have give thanks to the Lord, call on His name, proclaim His deeds, sing to Him, 
tell about all his works, boast in his name, rejoice, remember what he has done, remember his covenant. All of those things are part of thanksgiving. Mm -hmm. Like those are all ways that we give thanks. Gratitude is not limited to the words thank you. Yeah. Yeah. I heard somewhere recently that when, I think it was like a therapist I follow on Instagram, (laughs) that when your children, as a parent, when your children ask you for more of something, that that too is gratitude because Mm. they are recognizing that you'd given them a gift. Now, it doesn't always feel that way. Sure. But they're recognizing you as the source of the thing. And that is a way that they express gratitude, which... The phase that we're in right now with our youngest was very helpful for me to hear. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just helps me kind of reframe. But just the point being, it doesn't always have. It is thank you, but it's also more than that. Yeah, there are response questions at the end of each of these days, which I find to be very helpful. And on that first day, the question is, or the prompt, I guess, mm-hmm. simply is write a prayer about your current habits of giving thanks. And I had to think about that for a minute. But I just, it made me think of the bonus episode that we recorded a little bit ago, mm-hmm. maybe two or three episodes ago, about beauty, goodness, and truth. And yes. I just thought, like, that's what I want to pray. I want to ask the Lord to help to tune my eyes and my ears mm. and my spirit yeah. to seeing the beauty, goodness, and truth that is all around me and naming it to him and like doing that like that exercise of pausing and saying i see that beautiful thing that good thing that true thing i know that comes from you and yeah. thank you yeah i think that that exercise for me in response to that prayer prompt was just like lord help me to do that yes even more regularly that's right yeah we did miss it too it felt it's like riding a bike. I'm like, I know. Oh, I why have it. I not been intentionally looking? Well, and it's why you know our dear friend Ann Voskamp mm-hmm. for ten years now has been saying, "Friends, mm-hmm. write them down. Write them down. Write down the things. The ten thousand gifts. That's right. Yeah, yeah. The next day of our reading." Here's what the week holds for us. We did sort of like a what does it mean to give thanks. On day two, we're going to ask why do we give thanks. Then we're going to get into like what Scripture says about the posture of Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. And then just sort of like a how do we give thanks and then talking about Jesus giving thanks. Like that's sort of the outline for the week. They're all a little similar but also distinct. The thing that I liked about day two is that the psalmist, and I don't actually know who wrote this psalm, Psalm 136, this person knew their Bible. (laughs) Like I started kind of like, and I see on your page that you kind of did the same thing. You were like, oh, this is like they're describing creation. Oh, they're Uh describing the Exodus. They're describing like we've got Pentateuch here. We've got historical books. Like this person knew the history of God and the history of Israel and was naming all of those things not because they were firsthand experience. Right, right. And it's written in a way that's almost like a call and response. Yeah. So every other line... Just pause. One of the things that is hard, it's not really hard, but one of my struggles with this series is that I just want to read all of the passages to you, but I don't want to rob you of the joy Mm. of reading them yourselves. And so, but this particular psalm is every other line, literally, Mm -hmm. every other line is his faithful love endures forever. The rhythm is so beautiful. It is so beautiful. So, I mean, even if we, like, watch this, Rachel. 
Give thanks to the Lord, for He is good. His faithful love endures forever. Give thanks to the God of gods. His faithful love endures forever. Give thanks to the Lord of lords. His faithful love endures forever. And it just keeps going. Mm-hmm. And so it almost feels like, wait a minute, this is demonstrating mm-hmm. part of the posture of thanksgiving, it's which that, is like, just like letting that rhythm be part like that drumbeat of faithfulness. Yes. Yes. As the undercurrent. And so then it gets into, like we said, like the pattern of creation. Like he spread the land on the waters. His faithful love endures forever. He made the great lights. His faithful love endures forever. And, he, and it goes on, and then it gets down to, like, he brought Israel out from among the Egyptians. His faithful love endures forever. And then down we get into, like, the history books. He struck down great kings. His faithful love endures forever. And then it gets like mm-hmm. real specific, like, and Og, king of Bashan. <laughs> His faithful love endures forever. Not Og's, to be clear. And then I loved verse 23. He remembered us in our humiliation. Yes. His faithful love endures forever. He gives food to every creature. His faithful love endures forever. Give thanks to the God of heaven. His faithful love endures forever. I mean, if that doesn't teach us to just have, it's like the bass drum of the, you know, of the Christian life. Yeah. It's 26 lines of he did Mm -hmm. this, he did this, he Mm -hmm. is this. Yeah. Even when we were this. That's right. And so when we ask the question, why do we give thanks? Mm -hmm. It's because his faithful love endures forever. Mm -hmm. I mean, you can sub in. Absolutely anything else Mm -hmm. from what has happened, what is happening, or what could happen. I love the exercise of doing that. Like we've talked about that, I think, in the past or at some point. Just the exercise—it's not a new idea, Mm -hmm. but like write twenty-six things that are true that God has done, and put that rhythm together. Or even like what's happening in my life right now. If I'm like, so if I were to do this, I would say. Three members of my family are sick. His faithful love endures forever. I'm behind on my deadlines. His faithful love endures forever. You know, I mean, it's true. And then to model the psalmist and list things that actually happened way, like, bigger picture, way further out. Like, he brought my grandpa from Belgium and moved Mm. him to the United States. Yeah. His faithful love endures forever. Like, look at the generational things that, like, that he rescued him out of the war. Like, these things that, like... I wasn't even alive mm-hmm. then, you know, and like we yeah. get to like look at these big things and in this case reaching back centuries. Right. And for us, uh, millennium, yeah. millennia. Yeah. yeah. I liked the inclusion of Hebrews 12 because it has the phrase, we are receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken. Mm-hmm. Let us be thankful. Yeah. And that is another why. Yeah. Another why. And even the prayer prompt for day two, writing a prayer to thank God for his character. Yes. I feel like that challenge of like, First of all, just like thanking him for the revelation of who he is in his word. Mm-hmm. But then even like looking back at day two's reading and just kind of marking, okay, well, what do I know about his character? Even from what scripture tells me on this page, he lives forever and ever. He is worthy, which we'll talk about in Advent. He is, he was, mm-hmm. he cannot be shaken. He's a consuming fire. Like yeah. all of these things, like, okay, Lord, thank you that yes. you are all of these things and more all yeah. at the same time. Yeah, yeah. I agree. I really appreciated the reminder on Wednesday's reading, you'll read about the posture of Thanksgiving. Mm. And I think that the readings demonstrate that this posture is both spiritual, mm-hmm. clearly, and it's physical. Mm-hmm. I mean, we have a description of Solomon 
kneeling down and spreading out his hands toward heaven and publicly saying, like, there is no God like you. And then we also, it can look like the posture of Thanksgiving can be flat down on your face. Mm -hmm. There are times, you know, that is appropriate. It should look like that sometimes. Mm -hmm. And also it can be dancing and singing and shouting, Yeah, you know, in a a parade. (laughs) I like the shout to the Lord. I don't do enough shouting to the Lord. Yeah, I don't don't either. We didn't exactly. I'm Presbyterian. Yeah, (laughs) we grew up in a little more reserved (laughs) situation, but it's true. And But what it has in common is there is a humility, even in your jumping and singing and shouting of Thanksgiving, Mm -hmm. there is a humility before the Lord. Mm -hmm. I'm not jumping and singing and shouting because of my faithfulness. Yeah. That would have me back down on the ground. (laughs) Like I am jumping and singing and shouting because the Lord is faithful. Yeah. I think that the readings that we have for Wednesday this week do a good job. Like I like these selections because they are descriptive. Yeah. The one that you gave for an example, Amanda Solomon, and even in Philippians where it's describing Christ's humility. Yeah. And I wouldn't rule out to a degree that they're prescriptive. Like this Mm. is this is how maybe not how you should, but how you could worship as Solomon did. But even like as we read, and I think we should today read Christ's humility, if he is our model, like I think our very first step is to learn what scripture says about how he presented himself. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Will you read that for us? Yes, happy to. Starting in verse five of Philippians chapter two. Oh, I guess, I mean, it does specifically say adopt. The verb is adopt the same yeah. attitude. So it is prescriptive. <laughs> it, it, I believe it is. <laughs> yes. The, do this. Okay, verse five adopt the same attitude as that of Christ Jesus who, existing in the form of God, did not consider equality with God as something to be exploited. Instead, he emptied himself by assuming the form of a servant, taking on the likeness of humanity. And when he had come as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even to death on a cross. For this reason, God highly exalted him and gave him the name that is above every name, so that at the name of Jesus, every knee will bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Mm. I love that it's like, I mean, we can't do what Jesus did, right? But adopt the same attitude as that of Christ Jesus. What is the attitude that pervaded all of the work of yeah. Jesus. Yeah. And we see it. I mean, I don't I don't know if we read it. I can't remember, but we see it even in the garden that you know, there is a posture of thanksgiving when we say not my will but yours. Yeah. Yeah. Just for a minute. Yeah. I know that we have a destination. Mm-hmm. We're talking about the whole week though, and I like this kind of stop in the reading guide kind of in the middle of the week. It's a steaming pot on a stove, which is, I think, an interesting image. But I felt a little pressure. (laughs) I'm not going to lie. I like what the team did here. If you have a reading guide or a digital reading guide, it's on pages 26 and 27. And the heading is the problem of ingratitude. And as our team was assembling this reading plan and looking at all of the things that we could learn from Mm -hmm. Scripture about Mm -hmm. gratitude, we also began to learn some things about ingratitude. And I think that we were like, we need to include this. Like, we need to—there's enough that Scripture says either about the results of ingratitude towards Mm -hmm. God Mm -hmm. or— 
ingratitude between people yeah. that like it bears kind of like taking a minute and actually giving some space yeah. to that as well. So as you are, re- we don't have to dig into it too much, but as you are making your way through this first week, I think that what we found in our in our team's research is that ingratitude either toward God or between people has scripture says has yeah. big impact. Yeah, the introduction to that, the line that got me is ingratitude is a posture at odds with God's kindness and generosity. Hmm. That's just not the posture I want. I want to be at odds with anything. <laughs> I don't yeah. want to be at odds with about God. God's yeah. kindness Mm-mm. and generosity. And so the note I made to myself as I was reading through these scriptures is that if I don't feel grateful, mm-hmm. which is a lot of the time, if we're honest, right, I need to keep looking. And even if that means if I'm not feeling grateful, then probably what I need to do is look beyond my circumstances in the way that we've already been discussing. But I do think one word of encouragement that I want to say is that, and this is really, we'll get at this as we continue through this series over the next couple weeks, but to have a posture of gratitude and to take seriously when Paul says, give thanks in all circumstances— That does not mean turning a blind eye to difficult circumstances. Yeah. Yeah. Or finding a way to reframe them as somehow good because there are bad things that happen. Yeah. There are bad circumstances. Mm -hmm. And so that's why it is so important for us to look to God and we're giving thanks. For who God is. So the foundation of our gratitude mm-hmm. is not what is happening. It is who God is. Yeah. And it's what has happened. It's that epic yeah. gift That's right. that we were given before we were right. born. <laughs> Which, as we like to say, is even better, you yes. know, because yes. it encompasses. It means that what's happening in my life right now mm-hmm. will one day be part of my testimony in the future when I look back and say God was faithful even then mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. in right. that impossible circumstance. That's right. That's right. Yeah. That's why I love Acts 2. And we all love Acts 2. Like we love that description it's a good of one. the early church. And I think that one of the things that I love about it, and under this heading of like how do we give thanks or mm-hmm. why or like what does it look like to give thanks, to me, this early church group, they're recognizing the gift that they've received in Christ. Mm-hmm. Like they're baseline is, I have been given so much. We'll talk in Advent about this, and we've talked historically about how, you know, Christ is both, you know, the priest and the perfect sacrifice. Well, in this case, He is both the giver and He is the gift, right? And so when we have received the ultimate gift, and this is what's happening in this circumstance here, they are going, we have been given so much. There's just nothing worth white-knuckling at this point. We just want to model, we want to image the giving that has already been given to us. Yes. I want to read, because I just think it's such a beautiful picture of a posture of thankful people. Mm -hmm. It says in Acts 2, beginning in verse 43, everyone was filled with awe, and many wonders and signs were being performed through the apostles. Now all the believers were together and held all things in common. They sold their possessions and property and distributed the proceeds to all as any had need. Every day, they devoted themselves to meeting together in the temple. They broke bread from house to house. They ate their food with joyful and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. Every day, the Lord added to their number those who were being saved. Mm -hmm. 
the free participation in just caring for each other. Yeah. And enjoying the gifts of God together. That that is it a sounds posture pretty of wonderful. Thanksgiving. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, we'll read also from Philippians. I'd not noticed before in Philippians 4, verse 6, where Paul says, don't worry about anything. I mean, I'm used to reading this verse, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Don't worry about anything, but in everything. Through prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. So that, to me, is a picture of, I mean, first of all, if he is saying to us, don't worry, yeah, then there's something to potentially worry about, yeah. right? Yeah. And if we are petitioning, then there is something that we need. There is something that we, that, lack. That we lack. But to do those with thanksgiving. So I think that it's pretty clear, and I think that it's possible that I have <laughs> misread some of these verses of thanksgiving. Is almost like the thanksgiving part of the verse nullifies the other part in terms of emotion. Like, but you know, in with prayer and petition and with thanksgiving, like with a cheerful yeah. attitude. Yeah. You know, but it can actually be still a posture of or even just an emotional place that is that is deep and hard. Yeah. But it can still have Thanksgiving. I mean, even if it's can something... can still be a characteristic. Like a, maybe like a, a pretty yeah. average example, but I think something that helps me picture that is just even like, let's say we're having a relational issue. Yeah. Lord, I like I'm petitioning you here, and I'm thankful that I have this relationship that's worth fighting for. Yes. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Exactly that. Yeah. Also, yeah. how about Colossians 4, 2, that says, <laughs> devote yourselves to prayer, and then I love this line, stay alert in it. With Thanksgiving. Yeah. Stay alert in prayer with Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Now I'm just reading verses, but I love that. I wonder if Thanksgiving helps us stay alert. Like, mm. why is it written that way? Stay alert you in know, it with Thanksgiving. Stay alert in it with Thanksgiving. Like, is it stay alert in it with Thanksgiving? Or is it stay alert in it with Thanksgiving? Thanksgiving like, will help thanks- you stay alert yeah. in it. Yeah. I mean, these, these are my questions. I'm just going to compile a list of questions but, for I mean, Paul. Let's think about that for a second, because I do think, and probably this has been your experience too, when we are giving thanks, it is helping us stay alert in prayer. Yeah. I mean, it helps us stay alert to what's around us. To the you work know. of the Lord. Yeah. Yeah, it does. It does. I love that there are chickens in this I'm, book. I'm just here for the picture because of the chickens. Because I, I currently feel very so much tenderness toward my, my chickens, so I liked having a picture of the chickens. Okay, we, <laughs> we end it. We can, we're going to end this week with some passages where Jesus is giving thanks. Mm-hmm. I feel like we could talk. I want to get like some New Testament scholar come sit over in that empty chair right now and mm-hmm. just say... Talk to me about the Trinity and the interaction between the Son of God thanking God the Father, like not just once, but all. It's just so like intellectually stimulating to me and fascinating. One it's member also, of the Trinity giving thanks to the other, another hey, member of the Trinity. Yeah, yeah. But what we know is that there's a lot of mystery to the Trinity <laughs> that I don't understand, <laughs> and that that is okay. But what's not mysterious is that, or what we do know, what is clear, is that Jesus talked to the Father mm-hmm. on the regular. Yeah. And part of that prayer was often thanksgiving, and it often preceded miracles. It yeah. preceded 
difficult things. Mm-hmm. It preceded, I don't know, I just, it's I even tender. Like, <laughs> I even like that we get to read about his out loud prayer at the tomb of Lazarus, where yes. he's like, Father, yes. I thank you that you heard me, past tense, like we've mm-hmm. been talking. This is not our first hello for the day. I know that you always hear me, mm. but because of the crowd standing here, I said this so that they may believe you sent me. I just am grateful that his communion with the Father is so ongoing, and also he's thankful. Yeah. Thank you that you hear me. Yeah. I think that's really beautiful, and I want to—that's a prayer that any one of us can pray. Thank you that you heard me. Thank you that you do hear me. Right. This is where it feels almost like, wow, to talk about this, I don't know how to tiptoe and make sure that I don't accidentally say something that is heretical Mm -hmm. (laughs) about the nature of the divine and human nature of Jesus. But he prayed and thanked God before Lazarus came out of that tomb. Yeah. And so I can say, well, but he knew that Lazarus would come. He's God. Yeah. But also he's human. So like, I don't know how that works. I know. I have have questions too. I think they're either way, however that works, Mm -hmm. (laughs) we have been told to follow Jesus. Yeah. And I think that we too can follow him in saying, in asking for what we need, Mm -hmm. for what our friends need for what we want to come to pass, and also say, I know that you hear me. Mm-hmm. I know that you always hear me. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Before we see what's going to happen next. Well, and I do think, Amanda, that we can pray in faith, thank you that you hear me. I am thanking you in advance that you're going to give me what I need. Here's what I think I need. Oof, yeah. Here's what I found to be interesting, and I'm sure that you noticed this too because it, I think it was ordered in this way, but the sort of repeated stories about prayer before breaking bread, like the first would be like before feeding the multitudes and then another at the Last Supper and the institution of the Lord's table. And then even, and we don't have that in today's reading, but like I think about Jesus in the garden praying before his body was broken. I just wanted to point out like, what is really being pointed out in the reading for today, the interesting kind of pattern of giving thanks and breaking bread. Yeah. He, in Luke 22, which you all will read on Friday, Jesus gives thanks for the cup of his suffering. Yeah. I don't know. It just, it's been there the whole time. Every time <laughs> I take communion at church, mm-hmm. pastor says, and he, after giving that, he, he reads this verse. Yeah. And it says, then he took the cup. This is the Last Supper, mm-hmm. the Lord's Supper. He took a cup. After giving thanks, he said, take this and share it among yourselves. And then, you know, likewise, verse 19, he took the bread, gave thanks, broke it, gave it to them and said, this is my body, which is given for you. He is giving thanks, not just for the physical cup and bread in his hand as it will nourish them physically. He is giving thanks for what they mean, for what they stand for Mm -hmm. and what they mean. That my blood will be shed and my body will be broken. If he can give thanks for that, Mm. then I... As a follower of Jesus, I want to have the posture of a child of God who can give thanks in any circumstance, in all circumstances. That's right. 
And I struggle, and we'll talk about this next week, about like the giving thanks in mm-hmm. and giving thanks for. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to reconcile those things, That it, and we'll talk about it. But this makes me feel safe to give thanks yeah. and trust. Having a posture of thanksgiving That's toward right. the Lord doesn't put me at risk. That's right. Which I think is a beautiful way to close this episode and to look forward to next week. We've got, like I said, at the start of this episode, next week we're going to start reading what Scripture says about giving thanks in certain circumstances. It's a it's a good way to spend the next two weeks. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, whether it be the season of Thanksgiving or if you're reading it at a completely different time, I'm looking forward to it. As you guys know, Amanda and I love reading the Bible. And um, <laughs> maybe you've picked up on that. <laughs> we, we believe pretty firmly in the practice of daily Bible reading, as uh, you could also probably pick up. The reason I'm saying that is because I just want to continue to invite you, not just to listen to us talk about Scripture and what we've learned, but to be Bible readers yourselves, to read this Give Thanks Week 1 as a community, but as an individual human this week. Read it, and then come back and read it again the next day, and come back next week and read with us again. And the reason that I'm saying all of that is because I also want to give you the long-term invitation. Like, I want to invite you into the what we believe is like the fullness of this community. Like the big picture aim is to have a community of people who are opening the Bible together every day. And so many of y'all are already just like you're bought in. Like you are subscribers. You have digital books coming to you every month or you have physical books coming to you in the mail every month so that you can be Bible readers, so that you can join us in whatever study we're reading. Anyway, so this is just me going, hey, if you subscribe right now at shopsheriestruth.com slash subscribe, you use the code SUBNEWYEARS, S-U-B-N-E-W-Y-E-A-R-S, you'll get $5 off your first month. You'll get an Advent book. Yay! If you subscribe within, I think, like the next week or so, that matters. But also, then you get to read with us in the new year. And I feel like the new year is one season of many, but kind of one of the key seasons where we all, as a people group, kind of go, all right. I'm going to get it together. I'm going to organize myself. And I am, I really want to do this. Like, I want. Sorry that I laughed, but that's, it's hard. I I want the way that I live. The reason that She Reads Truth began was saying to ourselves, we want the way that we live to reflect what we say we believe. Yes. And if you're looking for a fresh start, I mean, the New Year's reading plan is called Everything New. It's a good one. Yes, it's a good yes, one. Lord. Yes, yes and, Lord, and please. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Anyway, so that's your invitation. ShopSheReadsTruth.com slash subscribe. If you enter the code SUBNEWYEAR5, S-U-B-N-E-W-Y-E-A-R, and the number five, you'll get $5 off your first month. We would love to have you, digital, physical, whatever you want, book-wise. Anyway, that's a wrap for this week. Y'all come back next week for week two of Give Thanks. But until next week, Amanda, what do we tell our friends? Keep opening your Bibles. Bibles.